for great-looking T-shirts, hoodies, and sweatshirts. The TNT Shop is now open at tntradio.live. Navigating through the minefield of misinformation, intelligence operations, predictive programming. This is Connecting the Dots with Matt Aaron on today's News Talk TNT Radio. All right, welcome back for this third segment of Connecting the Dots on TNT Radio. I'm Matt Arrett, and uh, joining me today, we will have a good friend, a guest, uh, Uwe Alschner, who's going to speak about some matters of history, political intelligence, and other things. I wanted to just uh, make a point that back in 2013, Fordham University um, conducted a, a survey of the various terrorist incidents that had been intervened upon by the FBI. This survey has almost entirely been wiped from the internet. It's a very funny thing. You could read articles at the time talking about the survey, but try to find the survey at this point. This scrubbing has been quite effective. However, one of the conclusions that the survey made is that nearly every single case of the 135 acts of terrorism that were intervened upon by the FBI had at least one FBI informer guiding the process, not simply somebody who is like in embedded into a terrorist cell to take notes, but rather providing blueprints, carrying out the planning, recruiting, radicalizing people. We've even had this in Canada in uh, 2016, a Supreme Court, a Superior Court um, ruled that a, a, a conspiracy to conduct an act of terror in Victoria, or no, Vancouver, British Columbia, by two... Um, fanatics, white people who had been uh, radicalized could not, they couldn't go to jail because those who radicalized them, recruited them, gave them the plans to plant a bomb, to do all of these things, were all CSIS connected intelligence operatives. We also know that uh, not only has our intelligence agencies in the sort of NATO connected sphere of influence been um, creating terrorism, including Al-Qaeda itself, going back to the late 70s, when Al-Qaeda was created as uh, an operation out of uh, Zbigniew Brzezinski's fantasy world to uh, usher in an age of destabilization and, and sucking in Russia into an unwinnable Vietnam War-like quagmire in Afghanistan. That was done through U.S. taxpayer money overseen by the CIA and the Pentagon in radicalizing various uh, young men in the, the Middle East to in radicalizing madrasas, $500 million under Operation Cyclone. So we have all of this, but we also have um, an attempt to, to extend the definition of what terrorism is to domestic terrorism. We've seen this now, the Patriot Act number 2.0, the first one having been actually based upon Joe Biden's omnibus terror bill in 1995, which John Ashcroft, when he passed the Patriot Act, uh, in 2000, in the wake of 9-11, admitted was taken word for word by Joe Biden's earlier uh, anti-terror bill that, that was uh, created in, in the wake of the first 9-11 attack in 1993. So now we have the extension, the expansion of the def definition of terrorism to include domestic terrorism with the idea that anybody who is a conservative, who doesn't trust their government, who believes in conspiracy theories, these are all signs, says Cass Sunstein, uh, that you're dealing with a potential domestic terrorist. So that's part of the, pro the program. And there's a lot of infiltration that's been going on. That we've So Uwe has written a number of things as a researcher, a historian, an analyst. Um, I've been very impressed with a lot of the work that Uwe has done. So I'm really happy to have him on board today. And he's written something that I think is very important that takes some deeper historical material into deep consideration, especially a lot of the unreconstructed Nazis that were never punished 
at uh, Nuremberg that were put to work doing something very dark, as well as something in uh, in Germany in 2003. So, Uwe, thank you for coming on. Um, I noticed that uh, in one of your recent articles, you pointed out that uh, there was an effort in 2003 to ban a, a sort of a conservative political party um, that was making various racist commentaries publicly called the uh, the National Democratic Party of Germany. And a uh, three Supreme Court justices in Germany said, mm, no, we can't really do that because it seems like it's uh, the people who are who are in the party who are radicalizing it and putting forth all of this, the 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 racist messaging were actually tied to German intelligence. <laughs> so what's what's the what was the purpose? What's going in, into your thinking when you when you zeroed in on this? And and what 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 is the, the bigger picture that that is? Uh, in your mind, as you have been writing the the articles that you've been writing, warning people, especially of the conservative world, who are anti-Great Reset, to be very careful about what sorts of traps might be laid um, in their uh, in their midst. Yeah. So um, thank you, Matthew, for having me. Um, you're right. It is uh, indeed uh, quite astounding to read. Uh, from the German constitutional courts, so the Supreme Court equivalent, um, this ruling, um, it was a minority ruling, three out of eight um, judges, but it effectively ended the um, proceedings to ban this small and, you can say, not really relevant party, which, however, was used, I would say, to, um, you know, keep Germans on in line um, it, it's, it's it was used as um as as a club to beat um the german psyche in in a way um because uh, it is something which any german um tries to avoid to be labeled neo nazi or right wing after uh, the trauma um of the second world war and and the holocaust which of course happened in the name of of germans um and so there have always been follow-up parties smaller um, um parties um in germany on the right fringe um and as you and and your wife have been pointing out there is a, a large continuity between those who were nazis in germany and uh then the post-world war ii um political um development, Egypt, uh, South America, all the stuff, uh, lots and lots of Nazi Nazis keep surfacing uh, all over the place. So it makes you wonder. And in Germany, this was something which uh, seemed to be totally irrelevant. I remember myself that uh, when I was um, in, in the United States in 1990, just after the war had come down and people were asking questions, well, what's going to happen with German unification? I was quite taken aback by by this question even it was out of, of out of my mind that this could ever happen again now um the the really relevant thing about this is that um, the attempt to get rid of political opposition has been um done by using framing of this opposition as being right wing and and uh, so it's not so much the NPD, which was the subject in this ruling, but uh, something which many people say is a follower of, of this um, small fringe party, and it's much more influential. That's the Alternative für Deutschland, so the AFD party in Germany, which today is 
uh, has uh, many seats in the German Bundestag, in the parliament, uh, in the European parliament. People know Catherine, um, Christine Andersen. Um, uh, and, and so this is uh, quite, quite a force, especially now after COVID, where they have been um, rallying um, the protest um, vote, so to speak. So we didn't have an election yet, but um, it's it's pretty easy to predict that the AFD will um, will collect many of those who are disenchanted uh, with what governments have done. Now, um, this party, the AFD, was founded in 2013 um, in the wake of the financial crisis. It was founded by professors of you know economics and and finance um, who were in opposition to what was being conducted with the European Central Bank with um, the bailout of um, of Greece um, and uh, and all of this. So um, there was heavy strong opposition um, uh, amongst um, those kind of. Uh, um, uh, opponents, and they were gaining traction in the German um, populace. And of course, how 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 do you stop this? If if governments um, wanted, if the Eurogroup, which is not um, democratically controlled, it's 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 just a, an opaque group which makes calls the shots on on what's what's going to happen in the financial markets. Um, and, and if there is op opposition uh, forming in Germany, one of the most important countries. Of the European Union, this is of course very serious. So the AfD was right on target with their criticism on the financial um, sector, mm -hmm. on the central banks, uh, and the, what they did was they immediately tried to frame the AfD right wing, which at that time clearly it was not. As I said, it was professors, uh, middle of uh, of the road, center ground people, academics who were arguing purely on the basis of. Uh, financial um, responsibility and and sound um, financial policies and and not to go along the lines which were being proposed by governments to bail out um, Greece, which in which in fact was bail out the banks. Now you can only to you can only go so far um, with uh, uh, framing someone um, right wing who is not indeed right wing because people will sooner or later. Um, become aware that this is just uh, a framing. And, and so this is then uh, we've seen that this first um, um, group of uh, leaders, uh, the founding fathers of the AFD, um, were ousted, in effect, by uh, an inside uh, coup. Um, so there was internal opposition, which was leveled from um, some people who have disappeared by now already. Um, but those were indeed connected to um, well, right-wing groups, ex extremism. And in this respect, I think it is very, very um, uh, relevant that we have, um, we have the German Supreme Court um, stating that uh, there is an involvement of security and intelligence um, forces in political uh, parties, uh, uh, so therefore, this is something which I take very seriously, and there is a, mm. a very good chance, I would say, that this, uh, what is now being leveled against the AFD as being right-wing, is something which has to do with um, um, infiltrators being, um, being put in charge in this party.
Yeah, no, I, I think it's very important to to keep that in mind because I, I do it, I, I I get hope in in some ways from the the fact that conservative movements have succeeded in the face, especially of the Great Reset, and the the very very overt war against uh, the the traditional values that have animated Western civilization for so long. There's an obvious war going on on every level. Um, it's very loud, very difficult to ignore, pushes to to get people to eat bugs and and uh, think that they're stopping climate change by doing that. it's 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 disgusting. It's extreme. so i'm 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 enlivened by the popularity of many right wing um organizations. But at the same time, there is a superficiality to many of the conservatives who participate, who get into this in terms of not being aware of the historical forces and the methods of intelligence agencies to uh, profile them and bring them into a situation whereby um, provocateurs, agents are steering the movement, the right-wing movement towards actual fascism. And there's a, I mean, I think people listening to this show have noted that there is a revival, especially amongst the anti-Great Reset um, crowd of a revisionism of history that has painted Hitler as being um, an, a good guy, or at least a, an, an understandable guy who was fighting the Rothschild bankers. And that's why we're taught to not like Hitler, because he was actually a nationalist uh, fighting for Christian values against the Rothschild evil Jew bankers. So this is like a, a big, a bigger thing than than people might realize in terms of the alternative media world. It's It's very big. Um, and it, it, and I think Benjamin Netanyahu obviously is not helping that characterization by carrying out uh, the, the 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 war the way he is doing it um, in Gaza. It's it's inflaming all of these prejudices, but these have been put there, and we know that there are efforts as as people are rotting in jail in in the United States due to um, having fallen for certain trappings, and we know that those who are pushing for the for violence on January sixth, twenty twenty. Um, these were, or 2021, these were FBI plants who, who were care, calling for violence. Most people didn't know how they were being manipulated or used to justify a greater security state. So it's extremely, extremely important to take these lessons. We're going to transition out for a brief commercial break. When we get back, I'd like to talk about some of the historical dynamics that have informed your mind in terms of mapping out the terrain today and the, the traps that are set today, maybe looking at the character of Prince Bernhard and, uh, and some other things that were, that were happening during world war two and afterwards. So let's, uh, transition out, have a listen to a word from our sponsors, and then we'll get back to connecting the dots on TNT radio. TNT radios, Chris Smith, despite being used to protect travelers from terrorists, hijackers, or violent drunks, or those who were drugged out as they board. And this has been going on since 1961. They won't be around this Thanksgiving. None of them. Air marshals were always meant to be invisible. Well, you can guarantee that this Thanksgiving. Ironically, the Biden administration has been hijacking air marshals for all kinds of other duties, leaving the passengers they were meant to guard and protect completely helpless. Air marshals have been lumbered with assisting the chaos on the southern border. They might be called air marshals, but an unknown number are now seconded to work on the ground. Maybe they're ground marshals now, marshalling illegal immigrants on the border and doing the job supposedly meant for the United States Customs and Border Protection. Where are they? Chris Smith on TNT Radio. Here's a bushfire fact. 
Bushfires can occur without warning. So if you're traveling during bushfire season, here are three simple steps to remember. One, check the fire danger rating before you go. The higher the fire danger rating, the more dangerous the conditions. It may be safer to replan your trip. Two, think about the area you're going to and what you would do if a fire started. How would you escape the area if you needed to? And where would you go? Check if there's a neighborhood safer place. Three, it's dangerous to drive through smoke or fire. If you can't find a way to avoid the fire, park in a cleared area, face the car towards the fire and turn the engine off. Then lie on the floor and cover yourself to protect yourself from radiant heat. Live bushfire ready. For more helpful tips, visit myfireplan.com.au today. Today's News Talk Radio. I do a lot of streaming radio. I do a lot of free streaming. TNTradio.live. All right, welcome back to Connecting the Dots on TNT Radio. Um, Uwe Alschner has been uh, talking to me a little bit about the his work and research on different intelligence operations and, and how not to fall for them. If you are um, engaged as an activist citizen, what to be aware aware of or what to look for. Um, I noted that uh, one of the recent uh, alarms that were set off in your mind had to do with the figure of Mike Eden, who has said many, many important truths in the course of the whole pandemic operation and uh, recently gave a, an important presentation. But he was also in, in Germany and uh, you made a point that something happened that uh, triggered your mind to to be very concerned about something censoring him within the AFD. And I was hoping you could say a little a word about that before we take a look at some history. Sure. So um, let, let me let me start by saying you're absolutely right when you when you point out that um, there is uh, something which gives hope from conservative, um, uh, you know, um, basic uh, values being expressed uh, in the political arena patriotism uh, especially uh, which is uh, which is good uh, in, a, in a in a way where people recognize their own strengths and also other um, nations strength and and cooperate and this is absolutely uh, good but on the other hand uh, we have seen that uh, something uh, tends to be uh, instrumentalized, and in, in this case, it is the far-right, extreme Nazi, neo-Nazi um, uh, mentality, basically, uh, which which be becomes one become, may become a club to suppress uh, opposition at an early stage, but also may be used to provide cover for 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 something which and may end up. Um, very badly. So, and therefore, we need to really take good look, uh, close scrutiny um, to what is happening. In this way, it was relevant in Germany. As I said, the AFD has been the only party, basically, who has been in opposition to the corona measures, to the um, pandemic uh, um, uh, measures, which governments have enacted all over the place, which uh, basically ruined um, uh, small and medium enterprises, ruined the finances of, uh, of the state. And, and so we are in a very dire situation in this respect. And it's the AFD who has started uh, something, a parliamentary initiative to hear criticism, to uh, to air those thoughts. 
In this way, they also had um, they convened a, a group of, um, of critics um, on, on November 11th and 12th in Berlin, um, to whom also Mike Yeadon was invited. Dr. Yeadon did not travel to Berlin. He was due to speak via uh, video conference and uh, um, uh, this uh, was uh, something which was welcomed by, by many people. Then something um, strange happened. There was first there was no live stream from this uh, uh, two-day conference, which of course had many many eminent um, uh, voices of criticism um, uh, aired, and one would have thought it would be natural to get it out to as many people possible uh, listening um, on it, uh, listening to it on air. It didn't happen, so we had to wait one week. Um, for a recorded documentary of um, uh, uh, which the AFD Parliamentary Caucus had then um, published, and in this documentary there was one um, uh, one talk missing, and this was the talk of Dr. Eden. And this, of course, is so something Eden, which is what did Eden say? What what was his well, thesis that was? Right. Uh, so we we in the meantime we have um, managed to obtain a. Um, copy uh, and a recording of the um, uh, of the interpreter. So the simultaneous interpreter in German um, spoke to the audience um, in the parliament building, and this was recorded. So we know we have some idea of, of what Dr. Yeden has said. We don't know exactly uh, what his verbatim was in the English original, and of course, there's always uh, the 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 um, situation that. That in this, um, um, you know, he, he talks very quickly and 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 very sophisticated on a technical level. That something may uh, not get translated a hundred percent. But anyway, we we know that he's been saying what he's always been saying that there was no uh, evidence for spread of a novel pathogen, which is uh, exactly what Denny Rancourt has been. Um, showing from the um, uh, from the uh, overall mortality data around the world, and that there also is something which is intent to kill uh, or intent to harm at least in the shots which had been um, the target um, um, goal right from the get go. We need uh, only a vaccine can bring us back to normal, and these products, he said, clearly were intended to harm, and he gave a number of instances. He also said, and this is relevant with regards to the AFD, he also said that um, uh, this was all part of a bigger game to get people onto a, a central bank digi digital currency and on a digital ID, which will eventually enable the powers that be. So the central governing authority, central banks, whoever it is, to switch on and switch off um, uh, the uh, allowance, uh, the um, uh, um, the go the green light for people to take part in um in everyday life uh, or maybe even request they get the shot next time in order to receive um, um their money um uh, right. because it's only a, a digital version this is what he also said and i think in this way it is very relevant that the afd who had ousted those critics of the financial sector uh, from their ranks they are not um, present anymore, and this topic is basically has all but um, vanished from from the many items which the AFD is addressing. And in this, they are doing um, um, sometimes very relevant uh, oppositional work. But the financial dimension of this uh, has not been addressed, and and so therefore, one need to really raise an eyebrow 
um, about this, why they uh, cut out uh, Dr. Yid and did they act on uh, on on orders? Um, well, there would be would be um, uh, huge uh, news that that this uh, might have happened, but you cannot rule it out uh, given the fact that, as we have seen, as the German Constitution is called said, there is. Uh, involvement of the state, of the governments, and those are corrupt, as we know, um, into the highest levels of basically all political parties. Yeah. Yeah, no, absolutely. And I, I think <clears throat> the 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 very idea that there was this path, that there was this virus that killed all of these people, to the degree that we allow ourselves to assume that that's true and ignore the, the amazing work of Denis Rancourt and so many others who pointed out that no, the, the death actually all cause mortality only increased as soon as the vaccine rollout was launched. Before that, there was no increase in all cause mortality. There was a spike, as Rancourt explained, through incredible yeah. data analysis, largely due to the way governments carried out the response by destroying people's lives, isolating old people, carrying out unnecessary interventions with intubation never necessary that resulted in death unnecessarily. But there was no actual evidence that there was ever this virus that did this death. And even people in the resistance who assume that fall for the trap then of the new narratives that are set for them to think, well, who, who sent this bioweapon upon us? And then as soon as you're right. in that world, it's very easy to see how people have been corralled into very quickly. With It's not too many steps before the mind um, is brought to conclude that, oh, China wants to destroy the West. They release this bioweapon to kill us. And so all of a sudden, good people are supporting a war policy against China. But yeah, what's your thought? In this way, in this way, Matthew, it is highly relevant. I would say that uh, Dr. Yeadon has not only been censored in the German parliament, but he since he also was due to speak in the Croatian parliament, which didn't happen. And in the um, houses of Parliament in Westminster uh, on hearings um, where he also was not aired. Um, this was a hearing which was convened by MP An Andrew Bridgen, and, and he uh, also has been uh, vocal on, on many issues relating to the harms of vaccines, but it is uh, very troubling that um, uh, Mike Eden should be censored to give his um, talk, his way of uh, uh, of looking at things at three consecutive parliamentary uh, venues. Uh, mm -hmm. And in, 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 the in the case of Westminster, we had we had um, uh, leaders of the movement like Dr. Robert Malone, <clears throat> who has said exactly what you have just um, uh, stated as a big danger, that we accept the basic premise that there is a pandemic threat and we could only be happy that this time um, it wasn't um, the big one but the big one may still come so therefore there is a need for those um, measures which effectively will do away with health freedom and with um, basic human rights to say no to whatever uh, the authorities uh, want to come up with and this is something which has not been received um, uh, um, uh, in its due uh, uh, way by by the movement i would say mm -hmm. yeah no i i think that that's that's extremely important and yeah robert malone is somebody who has come out uh, as somebody who is on the one hand uh, calls himself a co-creator of the mrna uh uh, invention the, inv the 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 genetic intervention that mrna uh, gene therapy was he says that he is a and probably was um somebody who pioneered this 
never renounced that entire thing and is and has come out all of a sudden from being a, a very very hyper specialized scientific expert originally to becoming somebody who's teaching the entire right wing movement movements of the world about fifth generation warfare psychological warfare operations and bringing on experts that he trusts that he's made friends with from the FBI to teach to teach us how China is uh, the global supervillain out to deploy these viruses to to destroy our values it's like oh that that is quite the leap into uh, domains that are not really your specialization so what exactly do people like that represent and i think it's from this standpoint that it's really useful to keep in mind that this is not a new thing and even i was surprised to read that um george sylvester virake um who is a a a, a german intelligence occultist very closely affiliated with Alistair Crowley in uh in based in America um was actually the first person in 1933 who wrote a book exposing the Jewish bankers of the Warburgs Jacob Schiff and all of the bankers that created the Federal Reserve on Jekyll Island to uh, take over America who funded the Bolshevik Revolution to overthrow the the Christian czars and it's like you got an, a, a a satanic black magician occultist working with Brit German intelligence with the Nazis with Aleister Crowley writing all of a sudden who, who's overwhelmed with the desire to wake Americans up about the Jewish banker conspiracy to create the Federal Reserve and his students the the people who directly uh carried picked up the torch um were basically the 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 uh, John Birch Society patrons who who shaped the entire narrative of what the conspiracy to destroy the West was throughout the 1950s, 60s, 70s, um, and beyond. So it's like, if you think about it, there, they weren't lying in the sense that there was a conspiracy to destroy the nation state, Western values, Judeo-Christian values. That's true. That was true. But the way that they would then rewire it was to give people, reframe the arguments to ignore the role of the actual old, like the actual families that are that are the leading um, officials within the oligarchy, centered in the Habsburg, the uh, the Thornton Taxis family, the the old nobility of the black nobility of Europe, as they call it. Ignore all of that and just point all of the fear energy towards the Jews and or the Russians or the Chinese. That was the way the, the whole thing was work was, was framed in the fifties and the sixties and the seventies. Um, and it's a lot, a, a lot of this is the exact same prototype coming back up again. Um, once more now you there's, as a historian, an, yeah, go yeah, on. There's another, there's another analogy from a historical point of view, and this may, um, a transition, um, uh, to maybe the next, uh, item, which you mentioned already, Prince Bernhard, right? So, um, of course, the whole situation is quite sensitive, right? We need to be aware, we need to take into account that the oligarchy, those who are um, who are pressing this upon us, who are want to get rid of a democracy, of, of human rights um, uh, for the great unwashed, which they consider us to be. Um, so, and in this way, they will employ... Um, all sorts of schemes to basically achieve their goal. And we also must remember that, yes, they have been almost called out 1934 with the business plot of the Wall Street bankers mm -hmm. coup um, by, by uh, General Smedley Butler. Um, and also then the, the Nazi um, uh, um, 
campaign, if you want to call it uh, this, went terribly wrong for for those who were setting um, it all up. Um, uh, mm-hmm. Right? We've talked about the the connections to to the Tavistock um, and to the royal um, families, um, to the aristocracy in, in Britain uh, with leading Nazis. Um, and now then we also need to take into account that there have been people who were considered freedom fighters in the past. And Prince Bernhard was the leader of the Dutch opposition, of the Dutch resistance. He stayed in Europe to fight the Nazis when everybody seemed to have forgotten that he was a Nazi himself on his marriage um, uh, in in The Hague. Uh, the German national anthem in its first um, uh, verse was Erz or Deutschland über alles. Uh, and also um, the Horst Wessel lead, which is the Nazi party song, uh, was uh, which was at, at this occasion uh, at his wedding in 1937. He was an IG Farben uh, intelligence um, uh, officer, and he was in charge uh, of um, alerting the Dutch resistance to the impending um, uh, Operation Market Garden, which was uh, going for uh, the Ruhr area in Germany, so the industrial heartland, and had it succeeded, it would have very, very likely uh, probably uh, ended the war uh, in, back in 1944. Um, and there was a, a British, or a Dutch-born, but British um, uh, intelligence officer by the name of Oreste Pinto, Colonel Oreste Pinto. He had discovered a double agent um, in the Dutch ranks who uh, he whom he wanted to arrest. He had no clue um, of what he was really up to. But this guy, Christian Lindemans, um, on the day he was due to be um, interrogated by Colonel Pinto, he was sent um, to uh, alert the Dutch resistance. He did not go to alert the Dutch resistance. In fact, he alerted the Germans two days before Operation oh. Market Garden started, right? So in this way, and, and the, the Dutch resistance at the time, the Supreme Commander of the Dutch forces was Prince Bernard. Just two, two days earlier, he'd been named um, um, as this um, Supreme Commander of the Dutch forces. He was responsible for sending Christ, uh, Christian Lindemans over um, beyond enemy lines, and uh, uh, later it became clear that Lindemanns had alerted the German abwehr, um, uh, which ended uh, the, the Operation Market Garden and killed many, many um, soldiers on the day or during those um, couple of days. But it killed many more due to the prolongation of uh, of the war. And and this is something which needs to be borne in mind. Uh, Bernhard later went on to. Uh, assemble the Bilderberg group at the Hotel Bilderberg in Osterbeek, just outside Arnhem, where the operation uh, was brought to a halt because the Germans had advanced advanced knowledge. And this is something where we uh, learn from history that even people who are considered freedom fighters may be acting in bad faith. And it's, of course, it's very difficult to really spot them but we can only spot them if we ask questions as to certain, um, you know, um, peculiarities and and uh, and instances which we find need explanation. Why is Dr. Malone has been uh, involved in so many projects um, to to generate um, genetic injections or genetic 
um, technology uh, to vaccinate people. He's also been involved in um, projects which are, uh, you know, connected to tra track and trace uh, technologies. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. Lados is the company he's been working for. You can find a lot about right. um, this on, on the page of uh, Mark Kulak, um, usertonics.com. Um, uh, who yeah. has a, a great um, uh, reserve about this. Uh, this is something we need to ask those questions. Um, and maybe uh, there is a good explanation which can um, be given for, for what people are doing. But if we don't ask those questions, we run into very um, great problems um, down the line. Absolutely. Words of wisdom. We're going to go for a quick break and we're going to come right back with Connecting the Dots on TNT Radio. De-weaponizing weather with reality and perspective. It's fascinating listening to people talk about the whole climate situation. Last night in the debates over here in the United States, Virg Ramaswamy, I hope I have his name pronounced right. After all, if you look at my last name, you don't want to pronounce wrong, right? But in any case, he echoed what I wrote in my book about this whole climate change situation and the fact that COVID was a warm-up for eventual climate lockdowns. And I was listening to Alex Epstein yesterday, who I think is just spot on right, and he was saying the same kind of things that I've been saying over the years. You see, we all understand that even if this is a problem, it can't be that bad a problem since we have 128th the climate deaths that we did in 1930 with four times the amount of people. In any case, Al Gore, who I've talked about before, could be one of the biggest sanctimonious hypocrites, along with John Kerry, that you're ever going to encounter. He says that the agreement to phase out fossil fuels will be one of the most significant events in the history of humanity. And it would be, because it would lead to mass death among a lot of people. It would lead to, at the very least, the fact that you will not have the freedom to do what you're supposed to do. And of course, we have John Kerry. How rich is this? A guy that got a D in geology in college says, we've got to do what the science tells us to do. Well, science doesn't say anything because it's an eternal search for the truth that is constantly being challenged and upgraded. But these two, I don't know what I should call them, Capatost in Italian, they are very dangerous people. This is TNT climate and weather watchdog meteorologist Joe Bastardi asking you to enjoy the weather. It's the only weather you've got. I didn't ask to be thrown in the streets with nowhere to go. I didn't think I'd survive. But I did ask for help and Covenant House was there for me. One in 10 young adults will experience a form of homelessness this year. For these kids who didn't ask to be put in this unthinkable situation, Covenant House is there. Covenant House helped me break the cycle of homelessness in my family. They gave me the love that I needed. Over 2,000 young people will sleep safely in a Covenant House bed tonight. When youth who are experiencing homelessness have a hot meal, a safe place to sleep, medical care, and love, they can overcome heartbreaking challenges and have a brighter future. They just really genuinely just wanted to help me succeed, and I'm succeeding. I'm a, I'm a speaker, I'm an author. Covenant House really helped me and really helped mold me into the woman I am today. If you or someone you love is asking for help, go to safeplacetosleep.org today. Navigating through the minefield of misinformation, intelligence operations, predictive programming. This is Connecting the Dots with Matt Arrett on today's News Talk TNT Radio. All right, welcome back to Connecting the Dots. 
I want to just point out that everybody right now has got to be more, much more critical thinking in the types of hero images that have been given to us uh, to give us a sense of hope. Now, hope is very important. It's sacred. Without hope, the soul shrivels up. Um, that so very important to have hope, but hope can't be the Obama kind of hope. The 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 uh, the, the type that's based on blind faith that somebody is saying all of the right things and so I should give my faith in them and we're going to have a champion. Hope has to be rigorous. It has to be bounded by reason, discovery, things that are actually rigorous. We were talking about Robert Malone as one of many false prophets who have been created and deployed to corral a lot of very, very traumatized, angry people who have woken up very quickly to the fact that there has been a longstanding agenda to do very bad things to them. Now, a lot of people have woken up with the lies of COVID. However, um, this goes back a long time. So there, there, Robert Malone is not alone. He, the fact, though, there are signals, there are signs that you could sort of detect that he has been somebody who has worked on pioneering a variety of gene therapies, who has kept the narrative controlled in such a way that people are still thinking about this virus that still killed millions of people. That still opens the door to the the idea that maybe a better kind of virus uh, vaccine would be still um, useful at some point in the future. And it's not just him. You got people like I was thinking as you were speaking about some of this. Um, Elon Musk has been really framed and sold to the world as a folk hero, kind of modern Robin Hood, who says all the right things. He brings up things that popular politicians should not talk about, about JFK, the CIA, freedom of speech, all kind of all okay things to say. But this is a, a figure who is a devout transhumanist who's pioneered or at least overseen the pioneering of um, mRNA vaccines to be uh, printed in his 3D printers, who has uh, pioneered the integration of humans with brain chips as part of what he calls the next phase of human evolution to keep us relevant as AI threatens to replace us. So, of course, we need to integrate with brain brain chips um, whose work on Teslas and uh, these automobiles are highly integrated, centralized, and are very conducive for a society of 15-minute cities that can have cars that can be deactivated. And his X platform, he's already said he wants X to become the everything platform for the basis of a social credit system. So he said all of these things. We know that, but despite that, he's still treated as if he is this anti-world government folk hero. And it's really important that people really be more disciplined in criticizing, in in reviewing how they're falling for certain traps, um, as happened in you know the case of World War II, where people believed in Prince Bernhard as the great resistance fighter that uh, was going to be anti-Nazi, and then lo and behold, Market Garden is sabotaged. 7,000 lives are wiped out immediately. The war is extended all because this un this actual Nazi. And I think he even said, didn't Bernhard even say that he was never a, a Nazi? He, he said that. And then it was proven uh, after yeah. he died that no, he, he was always lying. He was, he was absolutely a Nazi and maybe even SS, he, right? I'm not even sure about that. He said, I can swear with my hand on the Bible that I was not a Nazi. And um, just uh, a couple of months ago, his his membership card has been published, um, uh, and he was a Nazi. He was SS member uh, officer, and he was IG Farben. Oh, he was SS. Oh, yeah. Wow. Okay. Hmm. Hmm. So that's the thing. We have to be very careful uh, when we're dealing with these real world battles and uh, the role of operatives like this. Um, 
who might say a lot of the right things, but then it's the, it's their actions that you should judge them. Um, and also their pedigree, right? They, there's a certain characteristic of a Bernhard that you could sort of see. And people should have seen this um, after the war. But despite that, he went on to do some very big things um, in the wake of things like the, uh, the Maison Rouge meeting in Strasbourg in 1944 um, that you've written about. And then the, the later Bilderberger group meeting and other things, even after that, that rewired eugenics and other Nazi science practices that had been funded by the Rockefeller foundation and others. Could you say a little bit about what his legacy was, what the importance of the Maison Rouge uh, meeting was uh, in a little bit more detail? Yeah, sure. So um, Maison Rouge uh, was the meeting in uh, September uh, of 1944. Um, sorry, August 19, 1944. September was Operation Market Garden. But uh, in Strasbourg, in 10th of August in 1944, a meeting was held with industry, captain of in, captains of industry and the um, uh, SS um, representatives who uh, told those captains that until then it had been high treason to uh, ship abroad um, assets, financial, um, intellectual property, and, and, and all kinds of assets uh, was um, uh, was uh, uh, high treason, considered high treason if they did it. After that, they were ordered to do it to prepare for um, the rebound of the Fourth Reich, because everyone uh, was clear of the fact, so at least um, people like Martin Bormann, um, who was the Nazi party leader and the uh, strong man um, behind uh, the scenes, um, uh, who, who was completely clear that uh, come D-Day, um, uh, invasion uh, of Allied troops into Europe, uh, this, this war was lost. Uh, and they were preparing for it. They is the na Nazi international. It is clear that this is not something which happened from inside Germany only. We know about the connections with uh, also with Alan Dulles, um, uh, OSS, uh, and uh, um, the the dealings which uh, companies they represented. It so they, they being Sullivan and Crumble and other Wall Street firms. Um, were doing dealings uh, with the Nazis right until the end of the war, uh, all was handled via the Bank of International Settlements in, in Basel. So they knew this war was lost. They had to get the assets uh, away uh, in order for them to not uh, be uh, used for other purposes, like building uh, a new uh, country, like building, paying for really for, for, for the damages which were um, created. They needed mm. uh, about nine months or ten months um, to to do this, and had in September Operation Market Garden succeeded, they would have been just uh, ongoing um, efforts to 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 ship those assets abroad for one month. This was would have been um, then uh, a failure. So therefore, Operation Market Garden uh, must not have had succeeded. Someone had to take care of this. Had to make sure about this. And the one who did it was Christian Lindemanns, this double agent who was a resistance leader, but who mirac miraculously had always escaped when other people had been shot and maimed. He escaped uh, miraculously. Um, and then uh, he was sent by the Dutch high command um, to uh, uh, alert the resistance. He didn't alert the resistance. He alerted the Germans. Um, he later was uh, um, caught and uh, uh, he... Uh, miraculously um, died in prison 
before he could speak. This is also something which uh, should make us think. And Prince Bernhard, he went on to assemble um, the uh, assets of industry with the Bilderberger Group um, and, and others. He was, of course, also instrumental in implementing this um, green um, ideology of worldwide fund for nature and transhumanism um, with with uh, uh, with Prince Philip and uh, Julian Huxley. Um, and he was corrupt. Uh, this had become clear at the latest in 1976 when the Lockheed affair uh, broke and it was revealed that he had asked for a um, million dollars for himself uh, because he'd been taking care of things so well until then and he was not inclined to be uh, uh, rendering these services without being properly compensated. And this was a huge scandal in 1976 in Holland. People were beginning to question um, you know, what was this, this Nazi at the head of the Dutch state? And uh, all of a sudden, Hollywood came along and, and made this wonderful movie, A Bridge Too Far, uh, uh, which, of yeah. course, laid the blame um, for Operation Market Garden failing uh, on a plane crash with uh, the plans being um, uh, revealed to the to the Nazis. This was, of course, just brainwash. Um, he, Prince Bernard, he lied. Um, he, uh, of course, he cheated on on his wife, uh, he uh, was a philanderer. He was uh, um, someone who was uh, really um, not uh, up to the job he was been given. That is to be a leader, a moral leader, um, and and uh, so this is something which people need to to, to bear in mind. It, it, it is possible we are up against uh, an oligarchy which is um, built on hereditary, um, um, you know. Uh, um, uh, passing on of assets and of power uh, over those who don't have um, um, anything. And, and this is not compatible with human rights and human dignity um, and with democracy. No, absolutely. Yeah. And it, it, it is very compatible with eugenics and an idea of an ubermensch class that wants to redefine science around justifying why some are born uh, to rule and others to be ruled over. Um, and so... Bernhard, as well as Prince Philip, I was surprised to even discover that Prince Philip, who uh, was a lifelong friend and ally of Bernhard, uh, was also trained in German uh, German high school. All of his sisters, his four sisters, all married SS officers. Um, and you see the quotes from Prince Philip throughout his life. Um, this guy was was had a deep obsession with global population reduction and racism and you see it through his open quotes he was he was a lot less disciplined in what he would say publicly than his wife was um could you say something before i this might be the last uh question as we round it out uh how is it that eugenics was rebranded under the the helm of such figures as bernhard and philip uh into the ecology movement what are the similarities it seems very different on the surface one's about protecting nature the other one is about uh controlling populations in what way is it the same well yeah it is it is uh, i wouldn't even say um, it's it's the same because um it is something which is perverted in uh, in, in its uh, inception um but it is related in the way that people who uh you know who treat the planet who treat all um living beings as their property uh who want to go into africa and and kill game 
um, uh, they are inclined to, you know, also consider, and, and we have this on record um, um, frequently, that, that they, um, when they think they are in private, they, they speak about the deplorables like Hillary Clinton or the Great Unwash or whatever. So they, they do consider themselves superior. They do consider themselves to be the chosen few. So they need to, uh, uh, to, to, you know, to brand this in a way which is palatable to the public, um, which until now can, can exert democratic right. And they could have abolished the British monarchy if, if things went um, badly for them. So therefore they had to really take care to brand themselves as, um, you know, really beneficiary um, for, for, and then environment is something which is on people's minds, of course. So, therefore, what better way to uh, to create this green idea um, to give themselves a better image? Uh, but it is, of course, something which can also be perverted into taking away rights from um, uh, from the people due to the necessities of preservation or of uh, climate change, uh, climate control, or whatever. And this is this is the perversion. Yeah, that, that's exactly it. And and I mean, the, the irony that people like Bernhard and Philip took pride in going on on safari, killing white rhinos and, and ex nearly extinct species, they had no problem doing that. But they cared so much about the environment that they were willing to uh, to work with Julian Huxley, the founder of transhumanism, the creator of the International Union for the Conservation of Nature to build up the uh, the World Wildlife Fund. Um, the 1001 Nature Trust, they just cared about the environment so much, but it, the, the hypocrisy is so loud and disgusting. So I, I really do appreciate that that point that you just made there. And they are, they are um, of course, they are, sorry. No, 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 go ahead, jump they, in. They are, of course, they are, as, as you also have been pointing out frequently, they are um, adherent to a death cult. They are, um, they are considering themselves sometimes as antichrist even um some people do at least um uh in their superstition or in their in their i don't know what the vocabulary is for this in english but uh, this is something where they do not believe in uh, in in human dignity uh, for uh, you know man being created um in god's image uh, this is something which they completely detest um, because they adhere to occult um uh, cults yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, I, 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 how could you possibly believe that we're all made equal in, in the image of a living, a living creator if you are committed to uh, a system of master-slave relations then, and that you believe that your rights to be a dominant person in society are specifically through the fact that you were born into a certain family and that gives you your titles, the, the right to have extra privileges above the poor um, just because you you have better blood or something, it's it's really um, no it, it is it is a disgusting way of thinking and the and the very ideas that are enshrined in the U.S. Declaration of Independence, the uh, the Constitution that embed a concept that no rights come from the consent of the governed. The purpose of government and law is for the protection of the people by nations with elected representatives representing the interests of the people, not of the so-called sociopathic elite so yeah very antagonistic concepts and uh, and very important for people to realize what is animating the heart of an oligarch uh, like a bernhard like a philip and how they play us all the time throughout history 
uh, to become our own worst enemy and, and support demagogues, whether Robespierre or Elon Musk or Bernhard or whatever, um, that ultimately is our, our own undoing. So how, how can people reach you, Dr. Uwe? Well, yeah, so I'm I'm on Twitter still, um, which is at Klartext blog, so uh, under uh, score blog. And I'm also on Substack. It's never again now is global.substack.com. All right. Thank you so much, Uwe Elschner, and uh, looking forward to future conversations with you. This has been Connecting the Dots on TNT Radio.